Hello, and welcome to So You Think You Can Fan. And I'm your host, Sergio, here with Jacob. Hello, hello, hi, hello. And today, by my very awkwardly thought of intro, we are covering a Spider-Man fanfiction, which we kind of tried to do with our Spawntober episode, but it turned out to not actually have Spider-Man in it. Yeah, it's Spider-Vember, babies. Is that what we're going to do every time we read a superhero <laughs> fanfiction in a month? We're just going to declare it blank. No, ever. because it's going to be spawn Vember every uh, spawn blank every month because it gets us views, apparently. If you hear my, my dog scratching my door in the background, it's because they have bones and Paisley is trying to steal both the bones from Oliver so she can have them both. So Oliver's currently taking refuge in my room, chewing on his bone. I think he has. Did you have your bone? Where'd you put your bone? You put it on the floor, asshole. I didn't bring you in here to not chew on it. Chew on it or get the fuck out, little boy. Good boy. Yeah, this is recorded the day that um, Yoma ended. So if you were at the YomaCon, the YomaCon. If you were at YomaCon, you didn't see me, but you saw Sergio. So I hope you're going to enjoy this episode if it's your first time listening uh this podcast yes indeed it was a great time and i'm sure you all um will hear about it in our yomacon recap episode but now it's time to go back to uh regularly scheduled things at least for a little bit before we're inevitably whisked away to another convention in a faraway land that is not yeah we love traveling and being charlatans Indeed. So what we have today is Spider-Man Year One by Kono, Kono, Kono Dillinda. Summary. Well, I wonder where he got that name from. No clue. I couldn't. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't think of it. Summary is Peter was an average teenager before the spider's bite turned him into an above average hero. His quest for Uncle Ben's killer sucks him deeper into the criminal underworld. Will Peter be able to juggle being a friend and a hero? Please enjoy my spin on Spider-Man's mythos and early days fighting crime. This is Spider-Man's Year One. Uh, Jacob, would you like to play Peter Parker? I yeah, sure. Now I will say before we start, um, you're far enough into Spider-Man Two, the video game, that I can bring this up. I think if they make a game in between Spider-Man Two and Three, like they did with Miles Morales, and it's mm-hmm. not Wolverine, because it could just be Wolverine. That's possible. Um, they should make a uh, a young Peter game. That'd be really cool to see, in my opinion. I think so too, because I feel like there's a lot of like things that happened in spite, uh, like those eight years that he was Spider-Man before Spider-Man One that deserved to be explored in something other than like, I think there was like a novel. Mm-hmm. But I think the novel even takes place shortly before the game does. Yeah, I think he fights Mysterio in it. I think that's like like that shows like Mysterio getting locked up, and then obviously he gets out of a. Uh, um, mm-hmm. In the, in the new game. Also, I want to say that uh, Mysterio in uh, uh, Spider-Man 2 was bothering me for the longest time because, like, he just seemed, like, so familiar, especially his performance. It didn't hit me until I finished the arc that he uh, played Bode Akuna in Jedi Survivor. Because I was like, why does that guy look like look familiar in addition to his voice? Like, oh, it's the same actor. And of course, you know, it's scan the same guy. You get two character mm-hmm. models that look almost alike. similar. Yeah. 
Yeah, I heard it. He's been getting a lot of jobs lately. I don't remember. I don't know the actor's name. Noshir Dalal. Um, is his name. He, uh... Oh, obviously he played Mysterio. He was Rain in Mortal Kombat 1. He played Bode in Jedi Survivor. What the fuck Survivor. are you growling at? He was a uh, Sanghealy in Halo Infinite. Uh, he plays the main villain one? of uh, No More Heroes 3. Not the CEO guy, but the alien. Mm. Cool. Good for him. I'm glad he's getting a lot of uh, uh, work. He's a good actor, I think. I yeah, liked he, him as Mysterio. He was really good in Jedi Survivor. Um, I played very little of Jedi Survivor because I didn't really care about it. Kind of like how I didn't care about Jedi Fallen Order. I didn't. I kind of expected it. Um. Oh, he was in a Death Loop. The he Bad was in uh, Black Ops Three as well, which I feel like, I, I, if if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like a lot of the voice cast of Jedi Survivor also happened to be in Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, yeah, but he's he's Zayad Khalil, of course, my favorite COD character. Yeah, I mean they're owned by the same company, so it makes sense. Dude, he's Flim Flam and Scooby Doo in the Curse of the Thirteenth Ghost. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said that. I like Flim Flam. He's the little kid from, um, what's it called? The 13th Ghost of Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah, the 13th, yeah, yeah, that show. Not to be confused with Scooby Doo and the 13th Ghost. He's, he's the, he's the child sidekick from the Red Shaggy season of Scooby Doo. Uh, I, I I hadn't watched a lot of when da before. when Daphne had the purple jumper, and there was Red Shaggy and Scooby looked the exact same, but there was Scrappy and Flim Flam. Uh huh. I just never uh, really watched Scooby Doo. That's fair. You're not a, you're not a Flim Flam stan. <laughs> so that's a sham. Oh, he's sec he's Sekiro. From oh, is he Sekiro. From the titular, he's the titular Sekiro from Sekiro. Sekiro, however you pronounce it. That's cool. Also, what do you think of the Mysterio design <clears throat> with the skull in the, 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 the I think it, I think it's sick. I think it's sick. My brother was not a fan of it, but I yeah. think it looks cool. Does your brother listen to this podcast? I'm assuming he not. not. Carlos has shit-ass opinions. He also didn't like the 10th anniversary Miles Morales suit. I'm going to kill him. Are you are you using it? Because it's no, the best. No, we're using the cross the spider the suit. Mm. Are you a uh, are you a pink or a red tenth anniversary suit enjoyer? I think I like the, the red more. The default is pink ish, and then there's the red alternate one. That's just the same thing, but red. I think I like the red one more. I like the red one more because it fits like the Spider Man color scheme, but mm. the pink still looks really good. I Anyone who doesn't game... like that design has no fashion sense. Game Miles's uh, d design is really starting to not, not design, but uh, voice actor is really starting to grow on me. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like him in uh, Spider-Man PS4, but in Miles Morales and this game, he's definitely grown on me. Speaking of voice actors, before we get started, did uh, I didn't know that YouTube had a, a feature where you can like 
upload dubs of your videos for other countries to listen to, but it's not Mr. Beast mm -hmm. dub actor it's is Naruto. Naruto. I did. It goes hard. If we ever get famous enough uh, to get that for us, can we get Masako Nozawa to dub uh, Matt? The voice of Goku in Japan. I want to be played I, by whoever plays Barrett in the Japanese dub. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. I don't know who that is, actually. I'm sure I, if I saw like who it was, I'd know their role. Sorry, I'm kicking my dog out of there. Oliver, come on. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't... I, I, I listened to, like, maybe... I played through, like, half of uh, Crisis Core Reunion with the Japanese dub because I couldn't stand Zach's voice until my brother told me to switch it back to English. But I haven't... So, I haven't heard Barrett because Barrett isn't in that game. As I get older, I've become more of a, of a Japanese voice enjoyer. I've noticed. In the last Sean's Ranch... That we recorded, which this is won't be out when we uh, when this comes out, so no one will have no any idea what I'm talking about, but they'll have context when we announce it. Um, I went on a rant about how they pronounce the Japanese names in fucking Persona Five and how furious it makes me when they pronounce it like that, like how they call her on Takamaki in in Ryuji Sakamoto. That makes me so so angry. Yeah, uh, it doesn't look like like Barrett's remake voice actor in Japan has done that much. He was previously voiced in like the Advent Children. Um, oh, did they get another one? Um, Masahiro Kobayashi is the voice of Barrett in Advent Children onwards until remake. Unless I clicked on the wrong, or maybe it's just for Rebirth. According to this, it says Dirge's Cerberus is the first time he played Barrett. It looks like they recast Barrett in Japan for uh, the FF7 Rebirth, at least according to... Uh... Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, he plays Chef in South Park. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, he's Jason Ozuma in Hajime no Ippo. I know who that is. He's also in, he's also in GMK. It's like I I I think the the FS7 remake cast does a stellar job all across the board. It's just I I can't get over Zach's voice. I'm sorry. He's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who plays him again? Caleb Pierce. I believe he was a uh, Timmy Turner on that terrible That's new live right. action. I think I did know that. He's like, only that's his first role as Zach Fair, which I guess props to him for booking Zach Fair as his first voice acting gig. Yeah, and I'm sure he's really nice, but him going, Eric, you want to go on a date? It's just like, I, I can't. I, I mm -hmm. can't. Like, it's, it's, service, like the, it's, it's serviceable enough, but, mm -hmm. like, I miss the old guy. Did you see the, the clip I sent in the Twitter group chat that we have of um the... Mario new voice actor doing the Mario falling noise for Mario 64. No. Oh, it was like, it's from the new WarioWare game. You know how WarioWare's micro games are usually like snippets of other games? Yeah. Well, the one is the slide from Mario 64 DS specifically because, you know, better graphic. But um, if you lose the mini game and you fall off the slide, obviously. Um. 
he does the Mario, you know, falling like, Wah! and it's, I heard it and I was like, this sounds wrong. <laughs> like I, I get, I have, I have absolute nothing but respect for the new voice actor. I will not say anything wrong with like bad. I think his, his work in Mario wonder is amazing, but I'm watching Mario 64 gameplay and they reuse Charles Martinet voice snippets in the WarioWare game, mm-hmm. like for Mario in the other games. So, like, whatever. That's fine. But then, like, I heard the fucking Mario, like, wah! And I was like, that sounds weird. Like, I think it's because it wasn't, like, compressed like the old one was, maybe? If it was, like, more compressed to sound like a Mario 64 audio, um, it would be better. But, I don't know. It was freaking me out. Not to mention, also, replacing Steve Bloom with Math- Matthew Mercer is like Hydrogen Bomb versus Coughing Baby, but Matthew Mercer is the Coughing Baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's um Vincent, right? Yeah. People are going to be so less horny about Vincent Valentine after this game, because he's going to sound like Matt. I guess people are still horny about Matt Mercer. But Steve Bloom is like... You know the the no introduction. horny like I'm horny for this voice actor because he's Steve Bloom. You know, because like we have like two lines of Vincent from like a recent trailer, and he's just like, uh-huh. hey, what's he's up? Matt Mercer. Me, Matt Mercer. I respect Matt Mercer a lot. Like as much as I like to shit on him because he's in everything, but he's in everything. Come yeah, on, and there are there there are Matt Mercer roles I like. I I, mm-hmm. I think he plays a great yeah. Leon. Um, if not, maybe the best Leon besides like the RE4 one, like the original RE4 one. You said Leon and my brain auto filled like Squall. And I was like, he was Squall. I thought the guy from fucking Buffy was Squall. I, I, I think he plays a good, uh, uh, Yusuke from Persona 5, Uh but like, he's not a good Majima. Yes. I've also, I, I just fell into the, um, <laughs> I just fell into the list of black video game characters Wikipedia page from Barrett's uh page mm-hmm. and it's very funny to me. Why? Um just the the uh, it, <laughs> it feels like there should be more, I guess. Like it's got like Lefford Lewis and Left for Dead and Rochelle from Left for Dead. Well, it's got a character from Baldur's Gate 2. Yeah, but I feel like there should be more, even with it not being complete. Like, first of all, having characters from other media doesn't count, right? Is that just me? Like, you, you're telling me that the person who deserves to be listed first on the list of black video game characters is 50 Cent? <laughs> he's, he's a man! Yeah. Or like Afro Samurai, Agent J from Men in Black. That's just Will Smith. Like Agent J is just Will Smith. He doesn't count. Uh, Captain, uh, yeah, David Anderson, Mass Effect. Do they have Sigint from MGS? Or the DARPA Chief? Yeah, they have the DARPA Chief from Metal Gear Solid. They have Doom. Is Doomfist the only Black Overwatch character? Hold Did on. They add a bl- oh, Lucio. Lucio, I'm 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 a racist. Sorry. Yeah, Lucio's um, on there. What like 
it just it feels like there should be a lot more characters listed on this page. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm an ally. I mean, like, Mister Terrific doesn't count, right? Like he's a comic book character. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through it, and yeah, I can't believe they included Nathan Copeland from No More Heroes too. Like the second guy you fight, the rapper dude. Uh huh. They yeah, they got Valgar Corthala from Baldur's Gate too. That's cool. The the warden from Batman Arkham Origins, good for him. War Machine doesn't count. Vixen doesn't count. They're comic book characters. Does Abdal count? Oh uh, yeah, I guess he said nobody from other media. Yeah. Oh, I do think it's really funny that there is a there's a a category called before two thousands, and the only listed character is Barrett. There's no way that there weren't any black characters Balrog. in any video games before the two thousand. Balrog, Boba, is it a Bobo? Not Boba, Bo, a Bobo. From uh, yeah, this, the the reason why, it's weird that there's a list of characters and then there's like uh, um, like by a, a more defined like by year list, yeah, especially because like League of Legends has like six characters, and I don't know if there are more than six black characters in League of Legends, I don't think there are to be honest, but you're not even listing them like you're listing them all in 2009. When the only character who existed before twenty like sixteen in this list is Lucian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game also doesn't count like this list also doesn't cover like games where you can customize your character and make them black. Yeah. Also, Clash of Clans having Hog Rider listed is really funny <laughs> to me. I mean, this list, at least off the top of my head, feels pretty expen- extensive. I mean, there's not obviously because minorities are minorities and they're in the minority there's mm-hmm. not a lot of black characters at least like my, my brain's kind of drawing a blank except like some obvious ones uh-huh. yes my favorite black representation darius in mortal Kombat. don't you love darius darius hold on hold on I, 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 I don't think it also helps that there are a oh, lot of like Darius. I have no idea who this guy is. I don't know. I have <laughs> yeah, no fucking a, idea. They introduced Mortal Kombat Deception, but Why it also does doesn't help that they look so. He's a cameo fighter in Mortal Kombat One. Yeah. <laughs> who who wanted who wanted <laughs> Darius in Mortal Kombat One? I remember. What's the I, name of the guy? Cobra. They should add Cobra. That'd be so hard. <laughs> It also doesn't help that a lot of black video game characters are unfortunately like glove shadows. Uh huh. Is Cobra in Mortal Kombat One? Dude, Yuri Lowenthal is Cobra in Mortal Kombat Legends Snowblind. Why the fuck was Cobra in a Mortal Kombat movie that came out in twenty twenty two? Cobra. Yeah, he Cobra. Was, he was in the the new Mortal Kombat. No, movie? no, it was the animated movie. Okay. He's in Mortal Kombat Legends Snowblind. That's crazy. Who cares? Y- Yuri Lowenthal plays him, and Aaron Black. Even Aaron wasn't Black. Matt Mercer Aaron Black? Well, I, I guess uh, they have a different for this. He only animated. grunts. He only grunts in this, and he's uncredited. Gotcha. This is insane. Fuck the fuck the fuck the fan fiction. We're going on the Wikipedia rabbit hole for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Cobra exists. 
Like he's just a rip off of Ken, right? Is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah. Like, like, okay. That's what I figured. He's from chaos realm. What the fuck is chaos realm? Who's from chaos realm? That's Havoc. a realm. Yeah. Just Havoc. Uh, yeah, Havoc is the only known native to Chaos Realm. What the fuck? I don't know enough about the 3D era of Mortal Kombat. So that just sounds like insanity to me. Like, yeah, oh, yeah and, and, and Deception, they had to cut because they were like, all right, there's six realms. We got to flesh them out. There was the Chaos Realm, which is obviously like like a world dedicated to like chaos. And then there's also. Isn't that already what our realm. world is, though? Like, that feels, it feels like semantics to me. Like, we already have Outworld, which is, like, the evil, chaotic world. Yeah, but, like, Chaos Realm is, like, complete anarchy. They have no leaders. Mm, Except for Havoc, apparently. And then there's the Order Realm, which is, like, their, uh, uh, like, their counterpart Counterpart. that has a lot more characters, like Dairu, Darius, Hotaro. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just me, but it feels like semantics because it's like we already have like Earth Realm and Outworld and the Nether Realm, like which already kind of fit like the idea of like the realm where the good guys are from and the realm that the bad guys are from. So like having two more realms that are just good guy realm and evil realm feels kind of silly to me. You know what I mean? All right. Well, I guess we read. All right. So you're going to be Peter. I'll be Aunt May. Um, yeah. I remember when this episode was about Spider-Man. Yeah. I'll be Gwen Stacy, it looks like. Uh, and he fights a mugger at some point. I guess I'll just like act off of you being Peter. Okay. I'll also narrate. Okay. So chapter one, with great power. Said he wrote the thing. <gasps> chapter one peter stood before his uncle's casket but he wasn't truly there wearing a suit that still didn't quite fit him even if his spider's bite brought him a step or two above scrawn he lingered over his uncle that night kept repeating on an infinite loop in his mind peter told his uncle he was studying at his local library but he was using his newfound powers to hustle money from an underground fight club he never showed too much only using his ability just enough to edge out a win he had to make it look convincing or they wouldn't let him back Three months, that's how long Peter had his powers, for Uncle Ben was taken from him. Ben wanted to surprise Peter with an evening trip to their favorite hot dog stand. It was five blocks from their house and only two blocks from the library. On his way home, he saw Ben arguing with someone at his driver's side window. Before Peter could understand what he saw, he he heard the shot ring out. Peter rushed to his uncle. The man who shot him dove into an old car and sped off. Peter stood frozen. He was still trying to process what he saw. With all these newfound abilities, he was still helpless as ever. (sighs) You see. Peter snapped back to reality, but it was too late. The car sped off, but the back end was forever etched into his mind. It was a late 1980s model Oldsmobile, faded gold with a bumper sticker that said Reagan 84 on it, and a license plate numbered G86-4MN. Something about making Uncle Ben someone who voted for Ronald Reagan makes me enjoy this a lot less. No, no, it's the car that, that, that shot him. Oh, okay. I thought it was a carjacking. No, this is a... Uh... Yeah, because it says the guy who shot him dove into an old car and sped off. So a Reagan supporter shot Uncle Ben. Does that make it better? Yes. All right. Suddenly, it does. 
Peter felt a hand on his shoulder. He was so lost in the thought that he forgot other people were around. A family friend offered his condolences, but Peter didn't hear him. The guilt that racked his mind was too much for him to handle. Peter scanned the room and found his aunt standing by the register book. May was as present as ever. She and Ben had been running feasts for a few years, and all that experience was clearly showing. She talked with friends and seemed to up for someone who lost her husband. Peter knew the truth, though. She was hurting as much as him. Peter blamed himself for Ben's death, and simultaneously felt the burden of May's happiness on his shoulders. May caught Peter's pained face and offered a sympathetic smile. After the visitation, Peter helped his aunt back to their house. May sat at the kitchen table while Peter started a fresh pot of coffee. May began to talk about Ben and his legacy, how he worked so hard for the people that were just struggling to live. We have to do our best, Ben would say. Even if your best isn't enough, and you still try, and trying is better than doing nothing. May parroted, parroted Ben's statements. I know this is hard, Pete. I know how much you looked up to Ben, but we have to keep trying. For him, for us, for our future. We can't give up. Ben wouldn't want that. Remember when Hugh made that birdhouse for his birthday? May asked Peter, a smile appearing on his face. <clears throat> Yeah, it took me three days, and it fell apart as soon as a bird landed on it for the first time. Peter replied, his smile starting to shine through. I was so upset that the house fell apart, but Ben reassured me it was fine. Ben didn't care that all your effort fell apart. He cared that you put in the effort, may try to reassuring Peter. Um, I don't know whose line this is. I'm assuming it's, I think it's May. I don't like it when people do it, like, do do uh, dialogue like this and break it up, but not label who's saying what. Yeah, that's what we have to do. Put in the effort. Try to be better. We'll get through this if we stay positive like Ben would. Peter gave his aunt a giant hug, and May held him tight before kissing him on top of his head. I'm heading to bed. Bagels in the morning? May asked Peter. Sure, from Kingston's. Extra cheese. Peter replied. That was Ben's favorite. Peter wishes on goodnight and sat in the kitchen with his door closed. Peter thought about what they discussed, living up to Ben's legacy. Still, though, Peter couldn't get the night out of his mind. How could he live up to his uncle when his selfishness and lies caused all of this? Peter couldn't stand it being in the house at this moment. He had to get out. He grabbed his suit and swung out the window. Peter spent the next few hours just swinging through the city. The lights and bustle kept his mind occupied. He dropped onto a rooftop and began to storm. Before he could find shelter from the rain, he heard cries for help from the alley below. Peter spotted a mugger trying to snatch a woman's purse. As Peter jumped from the roof, the mugger tore the bag away from the woman and began to sprint away. Peter webbed over to the adjacent alley and waited for the mugger to run his way. The mugger turned a corner and smashed into Spider-Man. He started to stutter and run, but slipped on the wet pavement. Peter grabbed him by the shirt and spun him around to face him. Please let me go. I'm sorry. Take it. I don't even. I don't need it. The mugger pleaded with Spider-Man. Peter didn't let go. At that moment, he only saw the mugger that killed his uncle. The rain seeped through his mask, moistening his face and shallowing his breaths. The rage he felt for days finally boiled over. Peter threw the mugger into the wall. The mugger stuck his hand out to protect himself, but Peter grabbed it. The mugger yelled at Spider-Man, but it was no use. Peter wasn't there. He was back in front of the library with his dying uncle. The mugger struggled to get free, but Peter broke his arm. The sharp crack of bone broke Peter's trance. The mugger clucked his arm and screamed in pain. Peter realized what had happened and swung away to a nearby rooftop. Peter collapsed onto the patchy roof. He peeled his wet mask from his face. His lungs were finally able to take a sincere breath. Overcome with grief and pain, Peter broke down into tears. The rain poured over him as the guilt drowned him. I have to be better, but I don't know if I can. Next week, 
Peter returned to school after being afforded a week of bereavement. He was a senior at Midtown High School. Peter didn't want to return, but May reminded him of what Ben would want. He would want Peter to take advantage of what's most important, his education. Peter walked into his AP science course, but before he could reach his seat, was ambushed by a massive bear hug. Oh, Pete, I'm so sorry. A caring voice could be heard from behind his back. Gwen Stacy had been waiting for Peter by their desk clump. She and Peter had been friends as they attended a science camp in second grade. Gwen was short, with bobbed blonde hair that she didn't pay much attention to. She wore thick glasses and always had a long-sleeved shirt around her waist. Gwen was a wallflower, but not in the wrong way. She preferred to study and tinker rather than engage in most social activities. The main activities Gwen, Gwen enjoyed always had something to do with science. She always took advantage of every opportunity to learn. The only Peter person Peter considered more of a nerd than him was Gwen. And you should see the amount of Star Trek action figures Peter has collected. Peter finally broke free of Gwen's hug of friendship. Thanks, Gwen. Glad to see you again. Peter turned his face to face his best friend. Gwen had a cookie wrapped in a paper towel she had brought from home. I knew you'd be back today, so I got your favorite. Gwen unwrapped the cookie and gave it to Peter. White chocolate macadamia from Setters, Peter and Gwen's favorite bakery. Are you doing all right? I didn't want to bother you too much while you were gone. I knew you needed to be there for May. But now that you're back, I want you to know that I'm here for whatever you or May need. Dad already gave me the go-ahead to be for there for the both of you whenever you need it. Gwen was always sweet like that. Her dad was a captain in the NYPD, but was always busy. So Gwen spent much time with Peter, May, and Ben. They were like her second family. Although he saw Gwen and her dad at the funeral, this was their first real chance to speak. Thanks, Gwen. I'm okay. May is too. It's just hard. Glad to be back here. I never thought I'd be excited to hear one of Mr. Larson's monotone lectures. Gwen started to say something, but Mr. Larson grabbed the class's attention. Okay, class, settle down. I have an announcement to make. I would like to introduce you to our newest student. Class, this is Harry Osborne. Harry will be joining us for his senior year, so I'd like everyone to give him a big welcome. Harry, take the free seat in clump three. Harry was tall and handsome. His hair looked messy, but was perfectly styled. His clothes were crisp and new. Obviously, with the last name Osborne, he came from money. Oscorp was a powerhouse in New York. They had their hands in just about everything. Harry scanned the room, finding a seat. An empty desk right next to Peter and Gwen. Harry, I'm putting you with Peter and Gwen. We just started a group project, and they think it would be a great resource for you. Mr. Larson said with a sense of pride. Peter, Gwen, help Harry with whatever he needs. <sighs> Harry took a seat, and Peter gave him an awkward wave, but Gwen jumped straight into the pleasantries. So I'm Gwen, and this is Peter. What's your favorite snack? Gwen asked with a hopeful smile. She always starts with the stomach. Harry barely acknowledged her. He was tense, always as if he, being there was a punishment. Gwen wanted to poke the bear some more, but the day's science lesson began to unfold. Peter and Gwen spent the rest of the class helping Harry get on track with the project they'd recently started. At the end of the period, Harry seemed to relax a bit. The bell rang, and the class began to scatter. Okay, Pete, I gotta get to rehearsal. Call me later, and we'll go over your part of the project. Gwen hurriedly spoke as she got her bag together. Harry, think about your favorite snack and let me know. I'll add you to the group chat. See ya. Gwen jogged off to get to rehearsal quickly. Harry pulled out a schedule to find a sex class. Hey, man, so where's Lit 2? This place is like a maze, Harry asked Peter. Peter started to give him directions, but something caught both his and Harry's attention as he pointed in the right direction. Mary Jane Watson. She was tall, slender, with a fiery red hair that was always perfect. She was beautiful. Even still a senior, she was already taking modeling and acting gigs. That was her dream, to be a big-time actor. Peter had lived across the street from MJ since they were 10. 
he's had the biggest crush on her the entire time. He never got the courage to ask her out despite his new abilities. MJ flashed a perfect smile and waved at Peter as she strolled by. Hey, Peter, she said with the sweetest voice. Peter had just finished tutoring her for MJ's mid MJ's history midterm. This was the closest he'd ever been with MJ. Peter snapped out of the smitten trance and continued giving Harry directions. So you're going to want to go down this hall and then... Peter started before Harry cut him off. Who was that? Harry sounded almost starstruck. Oh, that's Mary Jane. She's cool. I've known her for a lot. Peter was cut off again. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Harry lazily said as his attention was firmly on MJ now. Harry left Peter holding Harry's schedule as he walked after MJ. Peter stood defeated, prophesizing about what would come. Handsome Harry and beautiful MJ, Peter stood no chance. She'd never go with someone like me anyway. Peter hung his head and headed to his next class. Two weeks later. Well, this show, this 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 one is re- this story is really time jumping. Yeah, they love time skips. Peter has spent every night since the funeral searching for Ben's killer. Seedy bars, dark corners, rundown parts of town. Heck, even the burrows that neighbored his own. No luck. Per- Peter barely caught a glimpse of the man who shot Ben, but he still remembered the back of the car clear as day. Interrogating your average thug was producing no results. Peter had been Spider-Man for about four months, not long enough to know the ins and outs of the criminal underworld. Could he even solve a crime like this? There had nothing the last time he spoke with the officer in charge of Ben's case. The camera footage was too grainy, and Peter was the only witness. Peter, still dealing with the weight of the situation, was at his lowest point. Demoralized, he changed back into his street clothes. Peter was heading home when he got a call from Gwen. She was checking up on him and asking how things were going. Peter couldn't exactly tell her about his quest for vengeance, but he vented nonetheless. How stressed he was. How he kept getting... Tr- how he keeps trying to get out of there and live life for Ben, but it's hard. It felt like no matter what he did, it'd never solve anything. Gwen gently said, Pete, you're trying. That's what's important. When I wanted to build my telescope, my dad didn't have the time to help me. I struggled with it. One day I couldn't get the lenses to stay in the right place. I was so frustrated that I put it over. Your uncle saw me do it. Ben stopped, came over, helped me pick up the pieces. He told me that even though I couldn't get it right the first time, I still tried my hardest. He could see that I did. Ben told me to keep trying. That as long as we're trying, we're making progress. That was something that I've held to held on to ever since. It's what helps drive me to be a better student and to be a better friend. Especially to you, Pete. For the first time in a long time, Peter felt a little hope. Gwen was right. He was trying, just like Ben would say, just like May told him after the funeral. As long as he tried, there was hope. Thanks, Gwen. Thanks. No. You put that away or so help me. Okay. (laughs) You're good. Thanks, Gwen. I, I really, really needed to hear that. Peter replied with a slight catch in his voice. I got you, Pete. That's what friends are for. Can we meet at six tomorrow? I need to run my side of the project by you. For sure. I'll call you tomorrow. Peter felt as though the heavy weight had been lifted from his shoulders. He was trying to be better. He was trying to do the right thing as Peter and Spider-Man. Perhaps he didn't need to crush himself. It may be time to move forward, to help those that need it, like Ben would do. He could stop something like this from happening to someone else's uncle. Instead of focusing on vengeance, he would focus on bettering the community, one web at a time. Peter noticed the hot dog stand he and Ben would always visit. He grabbed the dog and stepped off the curb across the street. He was finally starting to feel better. Suddenly, his spider sense began to tingle. A car was speeding right toward him. Peter jumped back, but it dropped his hot dog. Frustrated, he looked up to give them a unique New York thank you when his heart sunk to the bottom of his stomach. G86-4MN, Reagan 84, that faded gold color, the Oldsmobile emblem. It was Ben's killer. End of chapter one. That's pretty good. 
I would say it was pretty good. There were a few awkward, like, I don't know how to describe it, but like. The dialogue placement. Dialogue placement and just like sentences that like didn't really connect to the rest of the paragraph, I feel. Mm -hmm. Things that should have been connected to the rest of the paragraph not being connected and things that didn't need to be being connected. You can tell the person who wrote this um, grew up on the Raimi movies <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, because it's very, it's very much other than the Gwen, like you know, existence of Gwen. Like you can tell, this is very much like Spider Man one. Like Peter's an adult, like already eighteen, and he just became Spider Man, and the carjacking, uh, like murder instead of it being like break into the house i don't know is it break into the house in amazing fantasy 15 that's what it is right i don't remember i've never read amazing fantasy <sighs> i guess in the original comic no that's a uh, that's the movie let's see yeah he was just in the in the in amazing fantasy 15 he's just killed by a burglar Probably in the house, in the home, but like in Ultimate, it's like made more clear that it was like a burglar within their home. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the carjacking thing is from Spider-Man One, like the movie. Um, the what amazing Spider-Man death is just ridiculous because like the, the like Uncle Ben just sees some random guy running and then he drops his gun and then Uncle Ben grabs it for some reason. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite rendition of Uncle Ben's death is from Ultimate Spider-Man. I have a lot of words to say about Ultimate Spider-Man when we do the book club episode on it. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out for that if, you listen, if you're listening and you like Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, to, to, without going too much into detail, I really like Uncle Ben in Ultimate Spider-Man. And I think the way his arc goes for like him being killed... like is probably the best way it's ever been done in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of words to say about ultimate Spider-Man, so I'm not going to go too far into it. Um, I'm being reminded of that recent comic where Spider-Man just lets a mob of people beat him to death. Yeah. What was that for? I don't remember, but it's just, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. I know it's like for some what if story, some like darker what if story, but I don't remember. Dude, Martin Sheen is, is Uncle Ben in The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. That's really funny. I wonder what Charlie was doing at the same time. Cocaine. <laughs> that is the answer. I mean, you are right. Um, yeah. What's your favorite rendition of the Spider-Man origin? Do you have one? Doesn't have to just be Peter. It can be any Spider-Man, I guess, or character, I guess. Expand it out to the other variants. I guess because, like, Ra the Raimi movies were really my introduction to Spider-Man. That's what I remember mm -hmm. the most. That's fair. 
I have to give a shout out to um to the twenty ninety nine origin, like in from the comics, because you know it's still Spider Man. It counts. Um, the idea that they're trying to genetically engineer or like a way to recreate Spider Man but they have no knowledge of how his powers work and no DNA basis to base it off of. So they're just guessing is such an interesting concept because like Miguel had, like he is Spider-Man for all intents and purposes. He is like definitively the Spider-Man of 2099, but it's just really funny because like he, he doesn't have the spider sense. He makes his own webs. He doesn't have the sticking the walls. Like he didn't. He basically is nothing that Spider Man has other than strength and agility. And like just giving him more like traditional spidery traits, like sensitivity to. I don't know if that's really a spider trait, but you know what I mean. Like the sensitivity to light and the um, advanced senses and stuff. Like I just think that's a really interesting uh, idea. You know, yeah, it kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of our like attempts to bring back things like the woolly mammoth and these like, um, mm-hmm. like the the these animals that we can like only just kind of guess of what they might have been like based on like what they were close to and they're like yeah um, like they're like Jurassic Park yeah. Like, none of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are realistic or accurate, but, you know. They make sense. You know, like, it makes sense that something like the spider sense wouldn't be, like, included in, like, this, like, program. Because it's, like, if if you had any information that Spider-Man specifically had a spider sense and how you would go about, like, knowing the mechanism. I know they made it, like a supernatural thing connected to the spider totem. And it's not just like something in his body, but even still. I am. I don't care about spider totems. Next question. (laughs) I know it was like an editorial bullshit for whatever, but you know, I don't care. (laughs) I just pretend I pretend like it didn't happen. I don't know. It amazes me. I really don't like Spider-Verse, generally. Like, the the comics. So it astounds me how good the movies are. Maybe because Dan Slott wasn't involved? Maybe. I do like whenever, like, there's, like, a new Spider-Verse thing. Dan Slott goes on Twitter and he goes, like, alright, guys, yeah. This this was all me. I created this concept. And it's like, did you ever watch Spider-Man 90s? The head of Spider Verse episode. Mm-hmm. You didn't invent the concept of multiple Spider Men interacting with each other. Uh huh. Yeah, that's very funny to me. Especially because I believe that crossover had Ben Riley in it, if I remember correctly. It did. It had Ben Riley. It had a Spider Armor Spider Man, and it had a uh, Forearm Spider Man. And then it had uh, Spider Carnage. Yeah, I hope I, I hope they put Spider Man nineties across the Spider Verse, like the nineties cartoon Spider Man. Yeah, nineties cartoon Spider Man. Mm-hmm. 
isn't it sad that I can think to myself, like, man, I miss, like, how Spider-Man was written in the 90s. <laughs> and you you know what I mean? For it. Yeah. But, like, it, a, a while, it wasn't that much, it wasn't that far, like, in the past that people considered um, the 90s Spider-Man... Um, like the worst Spider-Man era, you know what I mean? But now it's pretty definitively like everything post Civil War is the worst Spider-Man era. <laughs> like, uh, other than a couple of runs, like Superior. I'm not the biggest Superior fan, but I like it. Um, and like Spider Island, I thought was really good. I like Spider Island a lot. But other than that, like, Spider-Man has just not been in a good spot, really, since, like, pre-Civil War. Like, when J. Michael Straczynski was on the book is, like, the last time I think Spider-Man was truly, like, a must-read book. Because I don't think current Spider-Man is must-read. I don't think Spider-Man's been must-read for a long time. You know? Yeah, I uh it's it's always funny to look on Twitter about people whenever Spider-Man appears in another book and it's just like, oh, he's back to it's being so here. much more interesting. Yeah. It's cuz all the people who like Spider-Man the most are the people who don't want to write him. Like uh Chip Starsky uh was like I would never write Spider-Man because of editorial stuff. Like I love when Daredevil I mean, you look writers at, you look make, at Chip's like, um you look at Chip's run of Batman and like Everyone's turning on him because of editorial stuff. This is what would have happened if he wrote Amazing Spider-Man. Like, it's the exact same thing, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, I love when Daredevil writers make the appearance of Spider-Man scary. Uh-huh. Dude, the guy who drew um, Chip Starsky's Daredevil run that had that, like, really scary Spider-Man moment, he's the artist on the new Ultimate Spider-Man book. And I'm very, very happy about that. Um, I don't know if you were there for this, but we are going to be reading both Ultimate Spider-Mans on the book club, not you just did, this. Uh, um, you did tell me about that. Okay, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if I did or not, but yeah, I'm so excited for the new Ultimate Spider-Man book. You have no idea. Just any Spider-Man media that doesn't take place in the mainline Marvel universe continuity is pretty definitively better than what's being written which is a bummer you know because spider comics should be good sometimes they are but you know lately like spider-man is just not and it's it's a shame and you know who you know what never has that problem and also outsells spider-man comics and also every other comic book type spawn <laughs> No, Sergio, Spawn does not outsell Spider-Man that I know of. He might. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he did now that I think about I it. I thought you said that he did in that episode. His single issue, like, record is the highest, uh, was like the highest record sales of all time. His Spider-Man issue, uh, his, like, Spider-Man miniseries, Todd's, was like the best-selling Spider-Man comic of, like, all time. I don't know if he still does. He used to. At, at at a point, he did. I don't know if he still does. I don't think he does because, you know, no one really cares about Spawn anymore. 
But uh, One Piece, One Piece is better than Spider-Man. <laughs> and it sells better. So you know what? Marvel's washed and cringe. And by that, I mean the comic book industry needs to seriously take a look at what the manga industry is doing and figure out why they are selling so much worse than the manga industry. I think also it's just harder to acquire. I, I think uh, Ben from the Gorge brought this up in a tweet I saw. That it's just it's harder to get comics. Like yeah, there's so many runs. Like the most famous Spider-Man runs, like the fucking um, the I think it's a J.M. DeMatteis spectacular Spider-Man run that features the death of Harry Osborn. Like there is no trade paperback that collects that run, or if there is, it's not like in print in English. There, there are some in other countries that are in print and, um, like, are non-English, like, collections of it. But you cannot get that. It's, like, one of the most famous comic book storylines ever. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's, like, cause it's like, like, if you think, like, where, where can I get an issue of a comic book? I cannot go to, like, Meijer or, like, any local mm-hmm. grocery store and get one. I can get manga there. You, you walk by the mm-hmm. book aisle and they've got plenty of manga. They'll occasionally have, yeah. like, those, like, superhero novels that get released there but like and they have they even have like korean web comics at fucking Meyer. remember when we went to Meyer and they had korean web comics yeah like come on <laughs> what the fuck are you doing it's like you have to locate one of the few local comic shops that haven't gotten mm-hmm. like out of business because running a comic shop is just completely yeah usually you see comic book shops are like game store parentheses we sell comics as well like i will every comic book store i've ever gone to has had like the comic book section and then the the section that everyone is at where they're playing magic or warhammer or D or what have you you know yeah or like usually even like the manga section is like a million times bigger than the comic section usually mm-hmm. yeah like i just i don't understand how it's so hard for them to be successful, like getting comics out. Cause manga doesn't have that issue. I think it's also an advertising issue. Cause like, I remember when the new 52 came out and there was like ads for it on TV, but like mm-hmm. you never hear comics being advertised. Yeah. And there was like, they do it. And the it, last it, couple, um, the last couple DC movies have done it, where they're like, if you want to see the character from the movie, read these. Yeah, the trade paper when when James Gunn announced like the new DC universe and was like, yeah, it's being based off those books. All those books sold out. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how they got successful because they advertised it, you know? Yeah, and just like I hate like how like hard like certain things are to get the trade paperbacks. Um, mm-hmm. Like I remember when Legends of Tomorrow came out, they they were they they mentioned that they were taking inspiration from a specific like, uh, uh Time Master story where Rip Hunter and Booster Gold went back in time to find Batman after he died in Final Crisis. So it was a twelve issue thing, and I went to my comic uh-huh. shop to see if they had it, and they didn't. And then you know I had the guy look up in the system, and it like wasn't even there. And I don't think it was ever collected in a trade paperback. It was just like mm. literally to me inaccessible lost media i'm sure if i looked up the the run i could find it like scanned somewhere online but in terms of like legally reading it i couldn't Mm -hmm. get it Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like there has to be a way to collect like another big thing that's an issue with comic books is you have to see like 
the trade paperbacks first of all comics are too expensive <laughs> like they fuck are you. also too expensive have you seen the prices of like spider-man masterworks if you want to like start from the beginning no how much are they um well the hardcover of masterworks volume 24 uh which is the uh the, uh has the uh, it's issues 252 to 262 oh, black suit 69 bucks for the hardcover yeah like this ultimate spider-man omnibus akai and i got like like it's hardcover i get it can be a little more expensive it's hardcover but it before the sale that we got it on for half off for 70 dollars it was 120 dollars for what 34 issues let me see how many issues it is actually so oh it God. looks like they're doing a newer run of the Masterworks that is um, uh, a lot cheaper. But the the, ori- the original like run of the of Marvel Masterworks is like fifty three bucks for the hardcover and one hundred forty five for the paperback. Probably because it's out of print. But at least like these newer Masterworks are uh, cheaper. But I remember when these, the, like the original, like Silver Book Marvel Masterworks, was the only way to collect like the older Marvel comics, and they were still like this expensive. Uh huh. Hold on, I'm still looking. I feel like I have it written somewhere, but I don't see it anywhere. It's up to the end of the Venom arc. Ultimate Spider-Man one through thirty-nine and a in one annual, so it's forty Spider-Man issues for a hundred and twenty dollars. That's not worth it. Yeah, and it's not like easy either. Like I went to the um the Amazing Spider-Man nineteen sixty-three to nineteen ninety-eight sixty sixty-four book series on Amazon for collecting Amazing Spider-Man, and yeah. You want to read Spider? You gotta pay sixty four. There's not like a big omnibus that just has all of this like easily collectible for you to read. Yeah, and even then, the big omnibuses are like expensive, which I which I hate, especially when like the like uh the complete like the like the absolute editions or like the complete editions are super fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. DC is really bad at doing that, especially when they lock like like. Like there, like there's content that you can't get anywhere else unless you buy like the like like the complete like omnibus book. Mm-hmm. I think what um is done best, like the way that they do it the best for comics is you look at like um uh like look at Shonen Jump for example, right? You know how Shonen Jump works? No. So Shonen Jump is like a like a a weekly magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And collected within Shonen Jump um, is just a bunch of single chapters of different, like, uh, different manga. Mm-hmm. So, like, I go, let's see, what, June, what, what is this? Issue 1 of 2023. So, December of 2022 is the first issue of Shonen Jump for this year, right? It had let's see two new manga in it right um it had one piece in it it had jujitsu kaisen in it it had mashal in it it had black clover in it it had 
Hunter Hunter in it, it had Undead Unluck in it. Like the Shonen Jump works so well, in my opinion, because instead of, you know, I have to spend four dollars for a Spider-Man comic that's like 20 pages long. It's like a 200 page magazine that just has a bunch of shit in it. So, you know, I finished reading my One Piece chapter, One Piece chapter 1068. And I don't know what happened in that chapter. It was probably like Egghead Island. Or maybe it was Wano. I think it was Wano. Um, I finished reading that. And, you know, I don't really have anything else that in this issue of Shonen Jump that I'm really interested in, uh, in reading. So... Why don't I read one of these new issues, like Fabricate 100, Chapter 1, or what was the other one? Um, Fucking, maybe there was only one number one, and I just can't read. But, like, you know, it's just, oh, I'm going to pick up this and read this, like, new chapter, this new thing. Or even, like, I'm going to read fucking black clover 345 maybe something is gonna get me to want to read more black clover and if that happens what do i do do i have to scour fucking like the most obscure ass fucking amazon pay listing for a third party reseller of like black clover one through seven and then like a side content no i fucking go to the bookstore and i buy black clover volume one like, comic books should do shit like that. Like, take all of the spider characters and give them their own, like, magazine. For you can, you can charge, like, 15, 20 bucks and then just throw all of the spider characters into one book. That way, you know, if I'm like, oh, I want to read Spider-Man. Let's see. Um, comic releases for this week. Because I know there's a lot of Spider-Man comics coming out right now. Um, do I want to read The Amazing Spider-Man number 37? Or Uncanny Spider-Man number 3? Or fucking Spider-Man Miles Morales number 7? Or what? Like, I don't know what to read. Yeah, or like, I'll, I'll, I'll use the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic as an example of a non-Marvel like DC example. So, uh... Mm. Early into the like maybe like a, the second year of the of the Power Rangers comics run, they did an event called Shattered Grid, where in the in evil version of Tommy, the Green Ranger, like uh-huh. launched a like full on assault on every Ranger team throughout history. So the p- trade paperback that I have, uh, which I assumed was the whole event, which is a twenty six dollar paperback, collects. Uh, like five issues of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the free comic day special, and the standalone Shattered Grid issue. However, there is a Shattered Grid Deluxe Edition that is fifty six thirty that includes the content that I mentioned, as well as uh four issues of Go Go Power Rangers, which tied into the event, as well as mm-hmm. a new short story. So I'm legitimately Amazing. just not getting the whole event and missing out on content because I didn't shell out for mm-hmm. the big hardcover. Yeah, that's and a good example. Lo- and looking looking back at like the rest of the like Power Rangers uh, like year one, year two deluxe editions, again, it's like 
oh yeah, there's exclusive content. You just got to pay 25 more dollars for mm-hmm. like, cause like I, I already own like the, like the comics that are in like the year one deluxe edition. But like, if I want this one specific short story, I got to go buy another book. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. And it, it's insane to me. Cause like, let's talk about this month, right? Mm-hmm. We have, so, so count us on your fingers while I list them off for me, will you? Okay. We got Amazing Spider-Man 37 coming out this month. Mm-hmm. We got Uncanny Spider-Man number three. We have, let's see, uh, Venom number 27. We have Spider-Boy number one. Um, Next week, we have Red Goblin number 10. Uh... Let's see. Just Spider-Man books. Spine-tingling Spider-Man number two. Superior Spider-Man number one. Uh, let's see. A week after that, we have... Bum, bum, bum. Amazing Spider-Man number 38. Um, Uncanny Spider-Man number four. Um, Carnage number one. We're at time. Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 12. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Gang War First Strike 1. Spider-Woman number 1. Um, and yeah, those are just books labeled Spider-Man. That is not even all of the books that have Spider-Man in them. Or Spider-Adjacent, I guess. Because, you know, Venom, Carnage, Spider-Woman... Mm-hmm. Or not Spider Man, but you know Peter and Miles are like those. How am I supposed to know as a new reader like which one I'm supposed to fucking read? What if like or like what if I want more context? What where do I go? You could just read the the new Zeb Wells run of Amazing Spider Man, but you're gonna be missing context because there's gonna be stuff like events that you miss out on and stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, it it drives me insane. And even still, like, I found out that a lot of the short stories that were only collected in those Power Rangers Deluxe Editions are in a separate trade paperback called The Lost Chronicles. But even still, just talking about cost, if you want to get to that Shattered Grid event that I mentioned, and you want, like, the Deluxe Edition so you have, like, all of the content, it's 186 Uh bucks. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, granted, you're getting, like, really nice hardcovers of about, like, 1,500 pages of comic book, but that's $200. And that's, like, there's over a hundred, like, like we're, we're, we just hit, like, issue 114. $186 gets you to issue 30 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Also, um, how much do you think a copy of Weekly Shonen Jump costs? Five bucks. 260 yen. Damn. Was that two bucks? That's two, like, what, 250? Yeah, 250. Just about. Because it's not, like, exact. Like Issue 33 costs 374. Yeah. You pay $1.74 and you get, you know, 20 pages of One Piece. You get 20 pages of fucking 15 other series. Here, let me pull up. Uh, I have the Shonen Jump app. For comparison, I have a $3 subscription to the Shonen Jump app, right? Mm-hmm. 
you want to know what just got new chapters today? What's up? S- start counting again. Okay. Sakamoto days. Sakamoto days. One Piece. Two. Jujutsu Kaisen. Three. Kagura Bachi. Four. Dr. Stone. 4D Science. Five. Akane Banashi. Six. Undead Unluck. Seven. Mama Yuyu. Eight. Blue Box. Nine. Elusive Samurai. Ten. News Exorcist, 11. Cypher Academy, 12. Icehead Gill, 13. Ichinose Family's Deadly Secret, 14. Jean Chiax, 15. Kill Blue, 16. Martial Martial Master Asumi, 17. I'm on 17, right? Am I counting right? Yes. Me and Robico, 18. Mission Yozakura Family, 19. Two on Ice, 20. 20... 19 to 20 page chapters of manga for this week for $3. And I get the entire backlog of all of those mangas included with the subscription. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I want to read Sakamoto days, I don't just have to read Sakamoto days chapter 142. I can read the entirety of Sakamoto Days. I get a hundred chapters to read a day. I could read the entirety of it in a day and a half. Let's compare this to what? Marvel Unlimited? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, let's see. Marvel Unlimited. Subscribe. Um, I don't want to try $10 a month for Marvel Unlimited and you don't get the comics that are being released this week Mm -hmm. on Marvel Unlimited. At least I don't think you do. When I had Marvel Unlimited, because my dad used to have uh, Marvel Unlimited and I used to read it through him. Um, Marvel Unlimited was not including like comic books like six months before the current day. Um, I wish I could see like a list of Marvel Unlimited comics. Um, like the most recent issues it has. Um, let's see. Can I find it? Can I? Amazing Spider-Man. No, not that Amazing Spider-Man. That's another thing. Fucking naming so many runs Amazing Spider-Man is annoying. Amazing Spider-Man 2021. Does it tell me what the most recent issue to read on Amazing Spider-Man is? Let's see. Spider-Man. There's so many Amazing Spider-Man books. Like here, Here's what I mean. Here, I'm going to screenshot you. What happens if you search Amazing Spider-Man on Marvel Unlimited? Right? I'm going to send it to you on Discord. Audience, you don't get a visual. Fuck you. Um, which one of these is the one you need to read? Uh, I don't see anything from the 60s. If Are we talking about wanting to start like at the beginning? No, just like the most recent run. Um, the Amazing no, what is, Spider-Man. what is the Amazing Spider-Man Feshimile edition? I have, I have no fucking idea. 
I don't even see like Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells on here. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, 36, no. 35, no. I'm trying to figure out the most recent Spider-Man issue you could read on Marvel Unlimited. 30. You can read 31. You can read 31. So you don't get the most recent comics. There's a month buffer before they're put on the Marvel Unlimited, right? It's three times the cost as the Shonen Jump app, and it has probably about as many comics on it as there are chapters of manga. But I don't have to go fucking, you know, series hopping to read most things on Shonen Jump. I'm not going to say everything, because, like, for example, Shonen Jump has it labeled Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So, you know, you just have to read Dragon Ball before Z. But, like... It's not like I have to read Dragon Ball like 1986 to Dragon Ball 1988, Dragon Ball 1989 to 1983, like so on and so forth. Like it's not split up by like a couple of years and I have to hop from one to one like you do with Spider-Man or X-Men or not even getting into like getting into the fucking X-Men sister books. You know, do I need to read X-Men Red or Blue or Gold or X-Force or the Wolverine solo run or... The Marvel Girl solo run? It's it's ridiculous. Like, the, the good thing about comics is you can Google, like, I want, like, I did it for Phoenix earlier. He wanted to know about cable, so I looked up cable reading order, and I gave him a couple of things. But you shouldn't have to do that, you know? Yeah, especially when things, like, changed, change labelings. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like 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 again, Power Rangers example. Because I have the Amazon thing. Starting with issue 100 trade paperback, they switched it to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Recharged Volume One. Mm-hmm. I would. I was under the assumption this was a different book, not just a like the continuation of the main like comic. Yeah, that's a, that's another good one. You look at comics like Miles Morales, for example. You want to read Miles's reading order. You have to read Ultimate Spider-Man, his Ultimate Spider-Man run. Um, that's the wrong page. Uh, there's no point in trying to decipher it through uh, fucking Marvel.com is the worst way to read anything in order because it does not tell you where to read. Fucking ult- So you got Ultimate Spider-Man, right? And then you got Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Or no, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man is first, right? And then it gets rebooted as Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, let's see. And then Cataclysm happens. And then we get Miles Morales colon Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that goes until... Um, Secret Wars, and then we get Secret Wars reboot. Marvels in, M- Miles is in the main Marvel universe. We get Miles Spider-Man colon Miles Morales as his run, right? Yeah. You read that for a while, and then we get. Let's see. Let's see. Keep scrolling. Miles is fresh start. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Miles Morales colon Spider-Man again. Miles Morales colon Spider-Man. Miles Morales, just the name of my just the name Miles Morales. No Spider-Man on that book. Um let's see. Miles Morales colon. Miles Morales colon. 
Miles Morales colon. Okay, so they didn't change it as much as I remember them changing it. But still, you know, you have to go from Ultimate Spider-Man to Ultimate Comic Spider-Man to Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man to Miles Spider-Man Miles Morales to Miles Morales Spider-Man. Like, it's just, just keep the naming consistent, you know? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be complicated? That's all. That's all I want to rant about. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to talk about on this episode, but I think I've vented a good amount. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's a thought that I've had for quite some time is that comics are a little cost prohibitive. Um, mm-hmm. as, 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 especially, especially when you don't want like 10 million small trade paperbacks and you want the, the big omnibuses it gets it gets expensive and it can be a little confusing. The new the new ultimate book that just dropped last week, Ultimate Universe number 1, um digitally is $7. Yeah, that's for for individual issues cuz like a regular like 24 page I can't remember what the regular issue size is. 24 pages? I think so, yeah. Yeah, those are like $3.99, $4.99, depending. And then, mm-hmm. like, as page count goes up, it obviously increases. Mm-hmm. That's silly. Let's see. Let me see if I can see a physical copy pricing. Cover price, 7 bucks. Okay, so 7 bucks for digital and physical. I think digital should be cheaper, inherently. Yeah, that's just me. on paper. Like that's a that's a more than just a comic industry issue. Like video games should not be seventy dollars if they're on Steam because I'm not buying a physical like product. I am not paying for the cost of printing the game onto a disc. You know, like if I'm buying a game like Alan Wake Two, give them credit. Like Epic exclusive, icky. People don't like that. I don't care about it personally. Some people do, but it's also fifty dollars. Because it's a digital game. And I want to kiss the fucking CEO of Remedy on the mouth. I will buy that game when I have the money. You know why? Because it's not $70. It's the same with comics. Like, I don't want to have to spend almost $10 on a fucking single comic book. When I can spend, like, half of that for a digital subscription to thousands of manga. Yeah, even with the games example, games being $70 makes, if the deluxe edition isn't like a season pass or comes with like DLC, it's worthless. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to buy the $100 deluxe edition of Jedi Survivor just to get like skins. Didn't you do that for Spider-Man 2? Well, it it wasn't like, (laughs) it it was not $100. It was like $10 more. Yeah. Shout out to, um... Shout out to fucking Insomniac for knowing how to price video games. Was Spider-Man 70? Spider-Man was 70. Ugh. How much was Rift Apart? Rift Apart was 50, right? Am I tripping? Did I buy... No, Rift Apart was $70? Why do I not remember buying this game for $70? I did. I had okay, to the have. Digital d- deluxe edition is seventy nine ninety nine. Star Wars Jedi Survivors Deluxe Edition is eighty nine ninety nine. Oh, 
$90 for a video game. I would not spend $90 on fucking anything. I bought, I spent $70 on a RAM and I wanted to kill myself. Why would I spend $90 on a video game? I could feed myself for a month on $90. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Especially, like, since there's, like, these, like, really good games that are coming out at, like, the $50 price point. Like, I, I mm-hmm. mentioned to you the Star Ocean remake that just dropped. That was 50 bucks. Yeah. And, like, like the Dragon Gaiden, that's 50 bucks. Robocop and, Rogue City. And, uh, Element 2. Yeah. Uh, like, especially because they're making games that are bad that are worth $70. Starfield is not a $70 game. Yeah, d- don't get me wrong. Like, Spider-Man 2 and Jedi Survivor, who are both $70 games, look like every single penny was, like, put into them. Obviously, there's a bit of a discrepancy that one of the games worked on launch. The other game didn't work on launch. But, like... Mm-hmm. I, I am noticing a bit of a quality increase, but it's not like I'm getting more game with. I don't the... think I I don't think I'm getting a quality increase with a seventy dollar game because like you look at Starfield and tell me that's a seventy dollar game like it has I'm less saying, like not, not has... all of them not all of them okay. I don't think Starfield is one. I don't know. I think the seventy dollar price tag is just an excuse to charge people more. I mean, I, I do think it's an excuse to charge people more. Hold on. Especially since already... like you can't even say it's like production prices because because like uh, ff7 rebirth is 70 bucks and it's two discs so it's yeah. not like the price of printing that extra disc uh-huh it you know it's, it's like basic economics where it's like i'm gonna raise the price oh wait did people not like people are still buying so the, it's gonna yeah the video seven. game video game fans need to need to grow like balls and or spine because what fucking world are you going to look me dead in the eyes and say Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, a game that was made in a year and has a th- like four-hour campaign that everybody hates and is just a bunch of reused content from Modern Warfare 2 and the old Modern Warfare 2 is a $70 game. You cannot look me in the eyes and tell me that that game deserves to be $70. That game doesn't deserve to be $40. It's a, it's a glorified DLC for for Modern Warfare 2, but they're charging 70 bucks for it. And you know what? It's probably going to break records on sales because people don't have any like guts. People don't boycott. People have like people say they're going to boycott shit and then they just buy it. Every year, like even our friends, like, uh, you know, like the people in our friend group who play Call of Duty, like when Modern Warfare 2 dropped, like before it dropped, they were like, oh, I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy Modern Warfare 2. It's going to be shit. And then they bought it and then they played it for like a month and then they stopped playing it. Was that worth $60 or $70? Why is one of the tags on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 capitalism? With capitalism gone wrong just pure corporate greed do you want to pay a hundred dollars for the vault edition of modern warfare 3 sergio no it doesn't even tell you on the store page what it oh it's four it's four operator packs so you can play as makarov warden price and ghost in the campaign who the fuck is warden and it comes with the battle pass tier skips 
like 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 honestly i know i know they're like don't like don't use the uh don't use like boulders gate 3 as an example of how games should be but honestly like if your 70 dollar game doesn't have the amount of content that's in boulders gate 3 it shouldn't be 70 dollars mm-hmm and like, I don't know. Did you watch that noodle video that was made about that subject? Because I think it was very, very well made and very well informed. I, 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 I think that it. Uh, I think, I think I did. Basically, like the reason that games aren't the way the the way that he describes it, the game, the reason that games aren't the way that Baldur's Gate three is, is just because of corporate greed. So you should not blame the the develop like the developers who actually made the game. You should blame the billionaires who funded it. Oh, or putting yeah, them out the way they yeah, are. Yeah, completely. Like the the PlayStation walking simulator is definitely not a dev decision. It is a mm-hmm. some like people by committee like decision. But like you look at like Diablo Four, right? People fucking hated Diablo Four, mm-hmm. but it's getting its first expansion. And do you know why? Because it made fucking like a hundred quadrillion dollars through the microtransactions and the battle pass that everyone said they weren't going to buy. They were going to boycott Blizzard. Every year, people say they're going to boycott Blizzard for X or Y or Z or all three. And then fucking BlizzCon happens and it's like men in black fucking mind eraser. And people are like, Bro, they just announced three new expansions for World of Warcraft. I have to resubscribe. I mean, it's the same thing if you look up like Overwatch on Twitter, where they're like, "Oh my god, yeah. they, they they added X minority into they Overwatch." They added Maui like- from fucking um from fucking Moana into Overwatch Two. Cool. Do, do, do you not realize that they're pandering? They're they're pandering to you to keep you like playing to break your boycott to make to. Look at the pricing. Look at the fucking pricing of Overwatch 2 skins. Remember when we were like, Overwatch loot boxes are terrible because I could spend $50 and only get like three or four legendary skins from unboxing? Mm -hmm. Now you spend $50 on like two Overwatch skins. Or like the battle pass that comes with like two legendaries. Like what the fuck? Why are people paying for this? It's it drives me insane. I've only yeah, bought one like- Fortnite battle pass, and it was because I wanted Spider Man. And I played like eighty hours to like a hundred hours of Fortnite in the like month that I played it to get that skin. I haven't bought a single other battle pass for Fortnite because why the fuck would I want to buy it for something I don't want? That's what people people do that. They're, they're like, they don't care about the battle pass for like Diablo 4, and then they buy it anyways because they don't want to lose the limited time content. Vote with like, vote with your wallet. If you don't like microtransactions, stop paying for them. You know? Yeah, like, Overwatch 2 isn't good because they added a non binary character. It's still like not a good game. It just, Overwatch they added a bit of representation to it. Uh, it doesn't just make it better automatically. Overwatch 2 is objectively not the game that they announced it would be. Like, straight up. There is no single player. There is no, like, like leveling your champions for the single player and, like, get buying skills and stuff. It's just Overwatch 1, but with less content because they removed stuff. It drives me insane. I feel like an insane person. I think people just don't, like, people just spit hot air for boycotts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't want 
microtransactions, I'm going to boycott this game. And then, like, you know, uh, they go and they play GTA Five and they spend $90 on shark cards so they don't have to grind in the game for, like, 12 hours. And it's like, okay, so you are contributing to the problem. I don't know. It makes me angry. I'm I am angry now. We have to end this episode because I'm angry, Sergio, or I will continue to rant for the next hour. All right. See ya. Is there anything else you want to talk about or say to the audience before we end this episode? Um, no. I think we covered it. I mean, I we read a good fan fiction. We had a nice discussion about comics and how they're a, a little silly sometimes. And we got to talk about how much I hate video games and gamers for having no balls fuck you if you're a gamer fuck you i i do love the audience today but only if they're not gamers yeah only if they're not gamers if you're a gamer fuck you